Today's show is sponsored by Stamps.com. You listeners can get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale by going to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter the code LAST. Stamps.com, enter the code LAST. Today's show is also sponsored by Brooklinen. These are the best sheets we've ever had, and you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you visit brooklinen.com and use the promo code REAL. Today's show is also sponsored by Noom. Noom is designed for results, and it's out with the old habits and in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. That's noom.com slash real life. Yeah, it's not too late. I think you have to realize that the family team methodology of being a multi-generational family team on mission is the long game, which means you're not, this is not about all the fruit when you die. This is about fruit a thousand years from now. So nine years, 10 years, even 80 years, meaning you can change your trajectory, I think two years before you die at age 80, (laughs) and that can have a profound impact on the legacy and the lineage of your multi-generational team for the next thousand years. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. Today is a special episode in that you guys interview us. We had you guys write in questions to us on Instagram and social media and said, hey, what do you guys want to know about us? What are some questions we could help answer? So this is a range of questions where we hopefully can encourage you with the answers, but also you guys just wanted to kind of ask kind of some fun, personal, behind-the-scenes type questions. So they'll be ranging from serious to funny, and I hope they are helpful. And last time we did something similar to this, you guys really liked it. So maybe we'll kind of integrate a Q&A episode maybe every few months or something. So let us know if you do like this on the hashtag real, the real life podcast on Instagram or on the comments of our Instagram post. Okay, we're, let's just get going. This one I thought was kind of fun because I guess I've never really been asked this one, but I have thought about it a lot. Um, Carson Brown asked, has being self-employed made your relationship stronger? <laughs> Love you guys is what they said. So Carson, great question. Short answer is yes. Oh, oh, maybe not. I mean, we've never known anything different. Yeah, we've never known anything different. But I will say, and this is like any job, everyone has different jobs, different roles, different shifts, different schedules. None's more important than the other. None's better than the other. It's just kind of like we all have our own callings. And for ours, it has been a little bit more in the self-employed kind of entrepreneurial side of things. And I think, um, yeah, there's a couple of reasons. But I think one we do a lot of work together. Like a lot of spouses mm-hmm. don't work as together as we do. Yeah, right? true. And sometimes I actually don't suggest people do. So like, <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I don't think it's like, I think sometimes people think that like, oh, if we have a good marriage or if we are healthy or whatever, then we should be able to work together. If that makes sense. Or like that, that basically that like, it's like a scale of like, that every marriage should be able to work together. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't actually believe that. I think your, your marriage just has to be particularly wired with personalities that go good together in a working capacity, mm-hmm. right? Now, of course, you're a team at home, you're a team on mission, all these different things. All that to say, I think we do kind of lean that way of I think we work really well together. I think we complement each other well. Um, but all that to say, I think the reason it's made our relationship stronger and why I would say yes, 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 is just because we are more like, 
it just has accelerated the process, right? Like we just have more hours in the day together and we are doing more things than most couples do in regards to like, we have to work on our marriage. Then we have to work on our kids. Then we have to work on our business together. Then we have to work on our ideas together. Like, you know, yeah. so it's kind of like accelerated. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. I'd say, yeah, yes, I'm made us stronger, but that's why. Cause it kind of accelerated us faster into things that maybe would have taken longer if I uh, did a different job. Mm, what would you say? That's interesting. Um, well, I think if you're asking just like for us personally, then yes, it totally has made us stronger. But if you're asking like, do you recommend someone working together? Mm-hmm. Then I think it just depends on where the Lord's calling you guys. Um, there's definitely hard parts about working together or being self-employed. I feel like that's more... I mean, it's all we've ever known, really. Mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of really exciting things and freedom. But I think just what Jeff was saying for us, it has really drawn us closer together because we kind of have to like, for the most part, make most decisions together. And so we're talking a lot. And sometimes it's like so fatiguing to, Mm -hmm. is that the right way to say that? Yeah. Um, To make all these decisions. But it really makes us discuss things, be on the same team, to be like-minded. And so it's definitely challenging at times Mm. but it has in that way it has made us a lot stronger because we're we have to understand each other serve each other jeff calls me out of a lot of my comfort zones um and challenges me and so in that way it definitely has made us stronger yeah that's good i feel like we could talk a lot more about that but yes carson that's a good one christina let's go to a kind of more fun just quick this probably take a minute or two christina peaver said if you could go anywhere in the world where would you go and why now I, I am a huge like love of travel i don't think Alyssa has as much of a love of travel as i do um she can talk about but she still wants has a place she wants to go so like i actually consider like i have like a travel bucket list meaning like places i want to go and it's cool because our job lets us go a lot of places so i've actually crossed off a lot of places just simply because of work which is really mm-hmm. cool and with a, and with the family and with kids. So it's like a really cool, humbled, humbling blessing, you know, that we've been to, you know, London. I've really wanted to go there. We went to Rome. We've been to, you know, other parts of Italy. We've been to, I've been to Australia, all over. So the last couple of places I want to go is Hong Kong is high up on my list. <laughs> Hong Kong is like one or two. I, and you want to go to that sushi place or is that in Japan? That's Japan, Tokyo. Okay. Okay. So I definitely, yeah. So, so, that, so Hong Kong, I'm sure they have great sushi also, but I definitely want to go to Tokyo and then kind of like the, the seafood uh, or the, the, the fish market that they have there and also get some of the best sushi there, whether that's Jiro or whatever. Like I kind of, traveling and eating go hand in hand to me. It's like I actually want to go around and like eat at like the Michelin star restaurants or the sushi, whatever. And I don't know if I ever will. I never have yet, but I want to. So yeah, to, uh, Hong Kong for sure. I would say kind of like Greece, like Santorini mm-hmm. um, would be up there. Uh, kind of more like backwoods uh, of Australia, even though I've been to Australia. Um, like I guess the Outback. Um, there's a couple other places I'm trying to think. Um, that's what I would say for now. I mean, yeah, I've been to a lot of the France, some of those other places. What would you say? Those are the, so I guess say Hong Kong and, and Santorini. And Greece. <laughs> yeah. Those are kind of my okay. two right now. Well, I, when I was single, I absolutely loved traveling and I had a whole bucket list and I was able to travel a lot, which I loved. And now having little kids, um, I don't love traveling as much, mm. but I always am thankful for it, but it definitely is, um, stretching for me so i don't have tons of like wish list items but the some of the things that i do really want to do when the kids get older like teenagers i really want to go to like shasta Mm. and do a houseboat for like a week right shasta yeah i really want to go to like tahoe also yeah i I would agree both those um so some of the things are like in the united states Mm -hmm. and i really want to go to the hamptons (laughs) oh my goodness well then you need to 
marry some sugar daddy because I drive through <laughs> Nantucket. Yeah, we can, we can drive through. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, we'll drive through. Maybe stop at one gift shop, but we ain't staying um, there unless you want to sell the house or something. And then I would love. I mean, I've been to Israel and Greece, but I would love to go back and yeah. like just. Those are some of my favorite places in the whole world. I'm so. kind of like that too, where like some of the places I've been, we've been actually are like my favorite. So even though I haven't been there, like, or what I'm trying to say, like, you, yeah, there's places I've already been. there's more to explore. Like there's Austria, more to explore. Switzerland. Oh, you're right. That was the ones I was forgetting. Yep. I want to go and back Switzerland. there. Yep. Austria, I but love, I haven't been there. Yeah. So for me, it's Hong like Kong, Austria, Switzerland, and Greece. Yeah. You're right. But there are some places we've been or that oh, you just said. Oh, in Banff. Banff. I really yeah, want to go to Banff. Yeah. The Instagram capital of the world. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny though. There's places that like me and you are like we're a little bit more creatures of ritual and habit. I think that, like with traveling, where I like going back to a place where I have knowledge now of like the best restaurants and the best coffee <laughs> and you know what I mean, like that I've done before. Yeah. So then I can live in the ritual of like that trip. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite thing. So going back is actually like that's funny. Hey guys, Jeff, you want to take a quick break to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Stamps.com. Oh man, do we love them. We've actually been using them for five or six years before they approached us to be a sponsor. Um, and I know, I don't know if you guys, but with toddlers and little kids, like going to the post office becomes an enormous task and errand and you're busy. And so for us, that's why we love Stamps.com because it's one of the most powerful time-saving tools for small businesses and it eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't get at the post office. So what they do is they basically bring all the amazing services of the US Postal Service right to your computer. So whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can do it. You just use your computer to print official postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail then you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40 percent off priority mail it's a no-brainer guys and we love it so right now we want to hook you guys up you guys can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in last that's stamps.com and the code is last where was where's this one that was really good um uh oh oh i think it's i'm oily and i know it but i'm sorry i don't i'm uh blank sorry that that's your username and so i don't oh, know your I was name like, but that's the- <laughs> no no so she said you don't ever you guys don't ever seem exhausted as parents how mm-hmm. is that um well first of all probably because social media podcast etc shows you about you know the highlights one thousandth of our life so that's that's <laughs> that's the first part Second part is we've talked about that on the, uh, what episode? If you want to have more thoughts on there, our like ethic of social media, I think it was Dark Side of Vulnerability. That was the, that was the episode from like two months ago that we talked about this um, in that tension. But then on top of that, uh, let me say, I, there's, this is a tough tension because I don't like, part of us is like, yes, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. It's hard. It's difficult. Toddlers running life and business and marriage and family is really difficult. Um, and I'm really exhausted and I need coffee and I need the Lord. Right. But I would say like, I do feel like having talked to other people, we hold the like burnout, like we hedge against burnout and we hedge against tiredness, which then another way to put that is like we hedge towards sustainability Mm -hmm. over like 50 years. I think more than anyone else I know. So I think that's partly also a reason. So like we are burnt out, we are tired, or I mean, we are tired, we are exhausted. I wouldn't say we're burnt out. Um, but I also feel like our one of our highest, most people don't have hedging against burnout as as high a value as we do. Mm. Meaning like we actually dictate our life around that that 
that truth. Jeff's really that good axiom. about that. Like, like our whole life gets 100% shaped, cultivated, and submitted to the truth of how can we be sustainable for 50 years? And I'm ruthless then with some decisions because I'm like that. Like one of those is like, we don't serve in church. Why? Because that one would burn us out, at least with toddlers, right? I think mm-hmm. we will once we raise up these little disciples and then we're a family team that can then maybe go help and serve the church when we're teen- when they're teenagers. But like you have but to... But that's not to say we don't serve. Like we had, an, we had totally. a small group. I meant more like in the kind of the structural institutional way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we love church and we attend church, not every single Sunday because of toddlers, but we do love it and we do attend and we do believe in the gathering of the body, mm-hmm. gathering of people. So I'm not saying... I'm saying yeah. like, you know how like basically like we don't volunteer to do the class. We don't volunteer to do the Sunday yeah, school. We don't. And that's mainly because I don't believe we can actually do that sustainably mm-hmm. with this season. Mm-hmm. And we've made that call. So I think some people, you really have to get down, drill down so deep in your core of what's your highest value. Is it accomplishment? Mm-hmm. Is it busyness? Is it maybe you just... I know even one that we can feel is like, even though we don't burn out, is like really kind of like making sure that the kids are not perfect, but just like... Uh, you can feel so much pressure to just have to do everything for the kids or, you know, like make, give them all the best opportunities and training. Mm-hmm. So that can be a burden that sometimes pushes you towards burnout because then you're saying yes to this class and this thing for them. Or like the, being in all the sports activities and then you have a Awanas and then you have just, yeah. it, you can say yes to so many things and then at the end of the day be exhausted. Yeah. So that, I, that it's kind of hard to explain, but I think that's just the reason is we are ruthless with our no, mm-hmm. you know, meaning like we are very liberal with our no and we throw it out a lot. And we, 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 re- I was talking to someone this the other day to be able to not, to be able to live sustainable, you have to know your mission, meaning what has God called your family or you personally, if you're a college student or a young professional, what has he called you to? Because it's easier to say no things, no to things when you know what God's called you to. Yeah. You say yes to everything when you feel like you're purposeless and you don't know where you're going or what you're doing, right? Now, I don't mean again, this like come down from heaven, God audibly speaks, here's your calling in life. I think it's pretty easy actually. Get out a notebook. What are you good at? What do you like? What's in front of you? What are some opportunities? Boom, that's your calling. Um, and of course there's some more processing there, but I think that's 90% of the way. And, and then that gives you more of an excuse or a reason to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but I just think like you, it's kind of a priority list thing. And it's, I can't think of a higher priority to us than sustainability for our family, because I really want, I really, really believe in the long game, which is that I'm building, we're building a family team to go on mission. So this is the time where we train and practice the disciples and bring them up into mm-hmm. fruition so that then we can then go play the game here soon. Yeah. And so to go play the game, I have, we have to say no to a lot of things that aren't the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like four-year-old soccer is not the game. <laughs> and I'm serious. And so it's like, or again, toddlers volunteering at church is not the game to us. You know, four-year-old sports is not the game to us. Them having some other extracurricular activity is not the game to us. And so because we believe that, then it's just like hard no on all of that. So I don't know if that helps answer your question. I, I don't want to come off like strong. Can I, can I add? You go, you okay, go. That was the dad me. intense version. You give the soft mom version. So I'm okay. sorry. So I think of two things. I'm like on the video, four things. Two things here. Um, one is... I think in a way it was just kind of how we came into it. Like now we're much more vision oriented, but part of it is how Jeff and I are wired. He's an eight on the Enneagram. And so Jeff doesn't have trouble saying no to things. Like he's like, he could care less what people think. And that so, is true. Um, it's extremely easy and I almost get slight joy from it. <laughs> so that's part of it. And I've had to really grow. I feel like this last year, even now in this season with three, just having to really learn to say no and be okay with that and be okay with 
um, sometimes disappointing people or letting people down or not being able to do things like you know, we were doing a co-op with our kids and we had to pull out for a little bit. Oh, and that was so fun. And it was and so, so life-giving. So, so it's more difficult to say no when it's the ones that are yes. really good. But then we had to pull out for a little bit. And then when I was thinking of going back in, the only really reason why I wanted to go back in was so I could hang out with my friends. And I knew that that wasn't the best reason in that season. And so I really had to put our kids first in that season. So we said no. So all that to say, I've had to really learn, I still am, to be okay with no and really what, like if you know your calling as a family or what this season God has for you, and he will tell you if you ask him, then other things that come, even if it's a good thing, it's easier to say no because you know that it doesn't line up with what God's calling you to. Um, and then the other thing is we, the Bethkeys, just need a lot of sleep. And <laughs> Jeff, like he, you, may, you may think he's extroverted because he gives so much online and when he preaches, but he's actually introverted. And in order to give so much, he needs a lot of time just to like, be by himself. Yeah, more than Alyssa and even. She's like, let's go yes, see people. And I'm like, like, okay, next year. I next like year. to see people, but I also um, really need, like I'm a nine on the Enneagram mm -hmm. and we have the least amount of energy. I think I'm saying that right. Just a lot of things wear us out. And so I need to protect my time a lot. So it's kind of just how we're wired as the Bethkeys too. And then, um, so, but now that we have such a vision it's like now we can say no and what filters in what like our kids are starting swim lessons next week because that's a high priority when we live in Maui. So there is some things we do. Um, but then the other thing is just parenting. I think having those boundaries and rhythms that we talk so much about that really set you up to have um, to not be so burned out. So like some of those things that are hard that we talk about that are hard lines for us is our kids have quiet time every day. They're both grown out of their naps, but they spend you know, one and a half to maybe some days, three hours in their room for quiet time. And sometimes they'll fall asleep, but just to like, we all need that, all of us. Mm. And so that helps us to recharge. We pretty much have the same bedtime every night yeah. and we keep the kids, the kids usually wake up between like 6.30 and 7, but we don't get them till 7.45, 8 in the morning just so we can make sure to have our quiet time and Jeff works. And so just whatever that is for your family, you may be thinking like, wow, that's crazy. But whatever mm -hmm. it is for your family so that you as parents can get recharged and be centered and um, do the things God's calling you to so that you can be the best parents, you can set those. Those are things that you can talk to with your spouse and really set those in place. And it takes training and it takes a little bit of adjustment, but it's so worth it. And um, so I think that those things, I know it's a really long answer to your question, but um, as an encouragement to you, because a lot of you aren't like us and a lot of you can handle a lot more than we can and say yes to a lot more things. But then also just talking with your spouse about what are some boundaries mm -hmm. and rhythms we can put in our day to day that really um, set us up. And for instance, if your husband works um, every day and you or whatever it looks like you just need time to be with him in the night so then put your kids down early so you guys can have time together to connect those kind of things are really important Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Noom. I don't know if it's because I have toddlers running around all the time or I'm about to hit 30, but me living healthy has been a core value and core focus of my life and our family's life for the last couple years because we believe in the longevity of leading our family and leaving a legacy, and I feel like to do that, it starts with taking care of yourself. 
and living healthy. And that's where Noom comes in, and that's why I actually have loved Noom. They're incredible. With Noom, what you get is a personalized training um, and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with any nutritionist or personal trainer. I love them because like they say, different results call for different approach. It's about learning, not just dieting and some of these other things we focus on. And it's about building a new, better habits for you and your lifestyle. And I love it because it takes a lot of the agony out of all these different things with nutrition, food tracking, weight loss, working out, healthy lifestyle, and all these different things because of their tools and their resources. So I've been trying to stay at an optimal weight and an optimal BMI and all these different things. And Noom has really helped me with that, being able to set really, really achievable goals in an easy, seamless way. So we love them and they want to hook you guys up. They're designed for results. And like I said, it's out with the old habits, in with the new. So you can sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. Again, that's noom.com slash real life to start your trial today. Noom.com slash real life, R-E-A-L-L-I-F-E. And you can start living healthy today. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm looking through. I think that was so good. That was a really long answer. <laughs> no, I think it was phenomenal. And so I was just trying to pull up the next question while you were talking. And what I would say too, and we've talked about this before, but I don't want to take up all the time on this question. For some reason, this one hits harder on moms. Like mom, yes. like, and so, and I think that's, and so we have so much grace, grace and sympathy and empathy because our culture does not serve and help moms preventing them from just crashing and burning and burnout because we ask so much of them without giving them any help or service. Mm -hmm. And every time we've changed culturally all the way back 200 years ago to now with the industrial revolution, then world war two, then the economic boom in the sixties, all these different things. It's always asked. It's always taken less responsibility from everyone else and basically given it to the mom. Like someone has Mm -hmm. to do it. So the mom has actually had her responsibility and her workload compounded over the last 200 years that makes it nearly impossible to be the perfect ideal of a mom in the West. But when you're not called to be that, you're called to be a mom to your kids in community Mm -hmm. with a ton of help and other people fulfilling other roles for your family team. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say too. And so lots of grace there and and, and the husband helping and all those different things. It's a team sport. Mm -hmm. It's a team sport. So um, uh, oh, and I want to follow up to, there was kind of two questions that I think kind of like, I would just say that what we just answered as the answer to that question, even though it's a little bit similar, someone said kind of, how do you do it all church, business, work, family, et cetera. And to that, I would say, we don't, <laughs> I would say we try to do a few things. Well, we don't try yeah. to do it all. We try to do a few things. Well, and everything that Alyssa just answered is how we attempt, we don't do it, but how we attempt to put ourselves in that trajectory. And then another one said like, my kids are nine and an older, is it too late to kind of live similarly like that in rhythm. You know, how do I stop the screen, stop all the activities, stop all not the sports? At all. Yeah, it's not too late. I think you have to realize that the family team methodology of being a multi-generational family team on mission is the long game, which means you're not, this is not about all the fruit when you die. This is about fruit a thousand years from now. Mm-hmm. So nine years, 10 years, even 80 years, meaning you can change your trajectory, I think two years before you die at age 80, <laughs> and that can have a profound impact on the legacy and the lineage of your multi-generational team for the next thousand years. So yeah. you really kind of have to remember. And then what I would say and is I, Alyssa's answer, mm-hmm. I think is the truth to maybe practically of like, hey, really, really try to nail down your priorities and really say which ones, because I think some people are called to sports. Some people are called yeah. to, you know, screens for lack of a better term in the sense maybe it's part of their job or technology or whatever. So we're all called to these different things. We have to say, what's the mission of your team? Mm-hmm. And if it is sports, then I feel like then own that and chase after that. But if you and feel I think like- you can, yeah, you can really ask the Lord and seek mentors and you can do it as a family. Like if you guys are a sports family, if your 
coaches or your kids are really gifted in that, then how can you come together and do it as a family so you're not um, separated in all these different activities? So those kind of things. And I think, you know, screen time, maybe stories are really important to your family. Maybe you create things online or you write, I don't know, whatever that looks like. So um, those, sorry, I think Lucy's crying. I need to go get her. Um, Those are important to you, but just how do you do it with boundaries so that your kids are also being, doing other things. And, um, and I think you can do those things for kids. Like we just had a family that took out their TV because the Lord told them. And so now they don't have a TV in their house, or you could do a month of no screens because you just need a detox for a little bit. Those kind of things. Um, yeah. Like let yeah. what you desire and let your values actually then push you to your behavior. Cause it sounds like you want that. So then kind of chase that. Are, are you really peacing out? When you go get her, she's crying. <laughs> okay. okay I'll, I'll go on to the next you question. Do the next one. We'll be back. The Lucy real life podcast back. guys, the real life podcast. Um, okay. This one, this is a question I wanted to actually ask Alyssa, but I'll guess I'll just answer it myself. Uh, Bree, I think Reagan said, how do you continue to choose each other when stuff gets really, really hard? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. And I want to hear Alyssa's answer. Hopefully she'll be back in time. What I would say to you guys is one of the things that's fundamental to marriage and to actually any relationship, platonically speaking, friendships, your parents, is that you have to believe that that's God's answer to you becoming more like Jesus. Like now, of course, go we'll go back and listen to the episode where we talked about toxic people and people that, you know, abusive situations, those are different. I'm not talking about that. But just when it's really, really hard and just kind of people's weaknesses are really bleeding on you um, and yours are bleeding on them and it's just difficult and tension and angsty um, over and over again and you're kind of tired and worn out, I would say, yeah, we just come back to the fact that, man, Alyssa is God's way, got primary vehicle, primary tool for me to look more like Jesus. And that's the goal. So I need her. Even though it's really difficult, I need her if I want to go the direction Jesus is calling me to. And so that's really difficult, I think, to bear and believe in those hard times, in those hard conversations or in those hard seasons where it's like the repeating conflict, which it sounds like maybe that, you know, like where you just kind of the same fight over and over again. So it just is really stressing you. Um, and I don't mean, I guess real stress, but I meant like stress and like a stress on joints, you know, where like there's a weight on you. And so, oh, hey, Luce, she's back. Um, I want to hear Lucy's answer to this question too. So, um, just so you can think about it while I, uh, while I'm still finished up, it says, how do you continue to choose each other when stuff gets really hard? Mm, Um, and, and so I just said that, um, you, even when it's really hard, like I have to know that going that direction and facing it is actually God's way of me. Like you are God's answer to make me more like him even. And so I can't run away from that. Running away from that means I don't want to look like Jesus. And so that's really difficult. But, and also that I need Alyssa. I need her to get me there. Um, She's a team. She's a teammate of mine. We're going the same direction. So yeah, that's what I would say. Would you add anything to that? That's really good. It's hard because I don't quite know the context. Um, I I did tell him to go listen to the the toxic people episode too. Of like, we're not talking about abusiveness or toxicity, but Mm -hmm. in just like a really difficult yeah. You know, marriage or communication or, um, and get think, counseling. You know, I think it's really hard. And I don't know what your marriage is going through or if things are hard circumstantially or if it's hard with you and your marriage. Um, but I am just reminded over and over that, man, Satan wants to um, discourage us and disunify us. And marriage is such a way that the gospel is shown. And when you're unified, um, it's really powerful to show the gospel. And so 
the enemy really tries to get in there a lot. And um, so just having those like being aware of that. And I think one thing is that really helps um, two things that come to my mind. And this will maybe sound real Christianese, but hopefully it's an encouragement um, to really pray for your spouse. And I think you can pray to the Lord and really be honest to pour out your heart mm. like this this sucks. This is really hard. I hate it when they do da, 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 da. And kind of like, if you're going to be talking about it with anyone, pour your heart out to the Lord and let him, like he already knows it anyway. And so really talk to him about it and then let the Holy Spirit talk to you and, um, tell you, you know, to meet you where you're at and then really ask the Lord to give you the strength to love them I think a really powerful question is, Lord, mm. will you help me to see them as you see them? Mm. Um, I've done that a couple of times lately, just like when a relationship has been hard or whatever, and the Lord will give me a picture or speak to me. And I immediately am convicted or have so much compassion for them. Um, it's really powerful. Like the Lord will really show you. And so I think that can be a powerful tool and to be faithful, to pray for them each day. And then also to find, um, a counselor or mentors. And if that person won't meet with them for you to meet with them and to really seek wisdom on how to stay close. And then as another thing, maybe just you guys are fighting, a little bit here and there or whatever. I think just choosing little things every day to serve them and show them that you're on their team and that you love them can be a really powerful tool to change your heart and to also show them that you love them. So um, little things like writing a note to them by the coffee maker in the morning or a note to them in their lunch or um, whatever it is, making their favorite muffins or picking up their favorite candy bar at the grocery store, writing them a card, um, cleaning the car, vacuuming it because you know that'll serve them. Those little things that seem so little are actually extremely powerful in a marriage. And just the other day, Jeff and I were arguing off and on <laughs> for like a couple days and <laughs> and it was really just wearing me down. And um, I was wearing her down. Yes. And I just came into the office and I just kissed him. Mm, She laid one on me. And it was like all of a sudden our hearts were so softened and we just, I don't know, all the like whatever was happening, the friction was Mm -hmm. just completely melted. And so just those little things that seem really, I don't know, small are actually really big. So those are just a few things that I can... And then if you are going through something really hard, like grieving a miscarriage or um, something really heavy in the family, I think um, just getting away with your spouse maybe and having a getaway to talk and be together is really needed. Um, Finding mentors to really help you, like how do we walk through this together? Because sometimes those things you've never walked through before and you each handle them extremely differently. And so it's kind of, you need to learn what, not make expectations or assumptions of how they're handling it, but really talk through those things. Mm. And sometimes you just need extra space to go do that. So to have an overnight somewhere or to have a day date, those kind of things. Totally, totally. Totally. 
Hey guys, I want to take another break and tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Brooklyn. And as you guys know, we love Brooklyn. They're a great partner on the show. And if you didn't know, you spend a third of your life in your sheets, right? If you just think about it, pure math, if you live to 90, you'll be in your bed in your sheets consecutively for 30-ish years. So it's about time we take bedding more seriously because of how much of a fraction and large chunk it is in our life. And I love them because it's like a feeling of a five-star hotel sheets, but it shouldn't be so difficult and expensive to get sheets like that at home. And that's why I love Brooklyn. And now if you guys don't know them, they're amazing. They were founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife, uh, Vicky and Rich, and their mission is to make five-star quality sheets more affordable and easier to order. So it's luxury sheets without the luxury markup. They were the first bedding company uh, meaning that they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers and no middleman. It's just a great product and a great service. And they are, like I said, the first DTC bedding company. Uh, they're the fastest growing bedding brand in the world right now. And they don't just feel great. They look great also because you can mix and match over 25 plus colors. So here's what we want to do. We want, we know they're the best. They're the most comfortable ones we've ever had. So we want to give you guys an exclusive offer. So you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code real at brooklinen.com. And they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. So the only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use the promo code REAL at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code REAL. That's super good. Okay, let's maybe do one quick last one, about five or so minutes. This one's a kind of a fun one. What's your favorite quality about each kid? Not that you could pick, I know, winky face, obviously. And this is from Jade Gomes, Jade T. Gomes. Okay, can I go first? Oh. Well, so I don't forget it because my mom brain. Oh, I thought that was kind of like a stop talking to you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just don't want to forget. Yeah. Okay. Um. And Lucy, by the way, treat Lucy is on. Lucy's here. She's so sweet, and she's watching on video. Okay, she's right here, guys. She literally adores Jeff. Anytime he is in the room, she just looks at him and giggles. He's pretty funny. <laughs> she's looking at me and doing it right yeah. now. <laughs> she like just adores her dad. It's really cute. Okay, <laughs> oh, I love her. So, um, one of my favorite qualities of Lucy is, I feel like her name means light. And I really feel like she is such a light. And just recently, um, she just giggles all the time and like smiles. And when you look at her, she'll just like break open in this huge smile. So I love that she just gives so much light where she's at. Cannon is our little fireball, but he is hilarious. Like he makes me laugh all the time. He's just so funny. Um, his little dances, he has these like looks that he'll give. He gets really passionate. He, um, the way he says things, like I just want to bottle up how he talks and not forget it. And then Kinsley, she has an extremely nurturing, helpful heart. And she has a really big heart. Like she just really loves people and she wants to serve you. And, um, like yesterday we went over to our neighbor's house for dinner we had never really hung out with them at all. And within five minutes, she's like best friends with the daughter. <laughs> yeah. So I just love that her heart is really big and she's really intuitive to what others are feeling or thinking and really wants to be nurturing. Yeah. Those okay, what are, are so, yours? I would say... Uh, Thank you for letting me just go on and on about my children. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. I think Lucy, look at her. She's looking at me and smiling right now. I would say that's my favorite trait, that she just loves me. Um <laughs> That's not egocentric at all. <laughs> look at her. Look at her. You laughing. Is that fun? She's so sweet. Yeah, I would say with Lucy, it's, I mean, obviously at this age, it's so tough to kind of really see a huge 
ex- exhibiting of a particular quality but she does seem to have like a quieter spirit and demeanor than the other kids so far like when they were at that age and just a really really sweet tender soft quietness and i feel like that really is a a a presence to a room right i can see that her being older really kind of anchoring a room in a really quiet beautiful non-anxious way and so i'm excited to see that develop canon I would say, and part of this is funny with Canon and Kins, because I feel like part of this is nature, part of this is nurture. You like wonder which one's which, but I do feel like he's currently the middle child, and I feel like he has the best trait or quality f- to be the middleist. And what I mean by that is he seems very, <laughs> he seems very intuitive and emotionally sensitive to everyone, yeah. Like how they're feeling, how they're doing, and That's like, so and like how he, and then also like he doesn't like to ever not have everyone all together. Yeah. And it's it's almost like he's the bridge among the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he does sense when Kinsley is upset or frustrated, wants to comfort her. He does sense. He's always the guy that will come over when someone's crying or sad. And, oh, it's okay. And I love, you know, and then same thing with Lucy. So he's kind of like, again, I don't know if that's nature or nurture, but he's like the middleist in the sense of like the bridge emotionally to, a, to the family, which is kind of a cool way to think about it. And then Kinsley with the nature or nurture thing, again, is I think such a strong leader and has such zeal for like her ideas and uh, which is that's a, that's an ordeal to parent. But, um, but it's, man, I totally see that, that if that can be shaped, you know, and molded toward in submission to Jesus, man, that's going to be an incredible leadership quality of hers um, that can, she can kind of, you know, have a singular vision and and believe in it strongly. And so, and with that, she also has such a tender heart. So it's really cool. Cause I don't, we don't tend to see, I don't tend to see in like people who are such strong leaders in like a zealous way who also seems so sensitive and kind yeah. and gentle. So I think that those are really rare qualities to combine. So, and you know, we're just going on about our kids. So thank you for asking us that. <laughs> but as Jeff's talking, it just made me think that words are so powerful. And when we, and just reminding how important it is to speak mm-hmm. truth over people and life over people. And, you know, if you, there's with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, with your parents, qualities that you see in them to tell them yes. and to, or write it in a card or text it to them. And I think it's like, cause a lot of the times we, in our life, I think it can be common just not to think about those things or to think about all the ways we're messing up or things that we'd like to change or the ways we like to grow in. And so then when somebody comes along and speaks life over us and like, these are qualities I see in you, or I love it when you do this, or wow, you've really grown in this area. I think it can be really powerful and it can change a trajectory and you live into those things. And so I just think it just made me think as we're talking about this, like how cool would it be when our kids in 10 years from now, they're listening to this podcast. They're like, wow, mom and dad thought this over me. Yeah, that's actually so cool. I love that. So, all right, guys, we love you guys. Thanks for asking questions. I'll probably, we got so many. We'll probably might even save these for a future one. Let us know on the hashtag, the real life podcast on Instagram or Twitter, what you thought, what stood out. And we hope it was encouraging. And thank you guys for uh, just being in this community. It's so fun. Yeah. All right, Lucy, say bye. <laughs> She's just looking down. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.